This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. You've chosen your OB, your hospital, and maybe even your doula, but have you selected a pediatrician for your new baby? Where do expectant parents even begin when selecting a pediatrician? I'm Dr. Frederick Johnson, board-certified pediatrician, and today we're discussing how to choose your pediatrician. This is Preggy Pals. Um, is that a plus sign? Pink or blue? Hospital or home birth? What type of food should I be eating? I think I just peed myself. I'm pregnant. And I have to exercise? What pregnancy glow? Wait, was that a contraction? (laughs) Gotta make these pants fit! I've got kinkles! What do you mean there's more than one? You've got the symptoms, and now you've got the support you need for a happy nine months. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. Welcome to Preggy Pals, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Preggy Pals is your online, on-the-go support group for expecting parents and those hoping to become pregnant. I'm your host, Stephanie Glover. We've covered topics for every phase of pregnancy. Visit the episode guide on our website to scroll through those topics. You can listen directly on your computer, through iTunes, or download our free apps available on the Android, iTunes, and Windows Marketplace. And be sure to check out our new network app where you can listen to all your favorite new mommy media shows on the go. Here's Sunny with more information about how you can get involved with Preggy Pals. Okay. So we are planning out future episodes and we would love to know what you guys are interested in. What are the topics that you guys want to learn more about? So you can send us an email through our website and let us know what topics are important to you. We also have a bunch of different segments that you can participate in. So um, one, for example, is our pregnancy oops segment where you share funny things that have happened to you during your pregnancy. We also like to review apps here on Preggy Pals. So if you have an app that you use sometime during pregnancy that really helped you out, we'd love to know about that so we can talk about it as well. And let's see, what's another good one? Oh, we just, well, in general, we just like to hear from you guys. So if you guys have comments about the show or a suggestion for us, you can send us an email. Another great way to reach out to us is through our voicemail. And that number is 619-866-4775. Call it and perhaps you'll even make it on the show. We'll just take that little clip and put it right in the show. So, All right. Thank you, Sunny. Yeah. Let's get to know the panelists. Um, I'll go ahead and start with introductions. Again, my name is Stephanie Glover. I'm the host of Preggy Pals, and I'm also a trained childbirth educator. I am 33. <laughs> <laughs> Who cares? Kind of after 30. I have no idea. Um, I have two daughters. Gretchen is four, and she was my C-section. And Lydia is two, and she was my VBAC. Shayla? Um, I'm Shayla Groves, and I'm 34. I'm a graphic designer, and I have one child, a nine-month-old son named Henry, um, and he was a natural hypnobirth delivered in the hospital with a midwife. Awesome. Okay, so I beat you guys in age, (laughs) so I'm Sunny, and I'm producing today's show. I am 37. My husband is turning 40 this coming week, so that's a pretty big milestone for us. I feel like when he turns an age, I turn that age because I hang out with him all the time, so you are kind of who you hang out with. So I feel like I'm turning 40. Um, So anyways, yeah, I've got four kids of my own. My oldest is five, and then I have a three-year-old, and I have twins that are about to turn two. Great. Sounds familiar. If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, 
then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. So before we start today's show, we're going to talk about a news headline. And this is from a headline maker who is always in the news. And I kind of was back and forth on should we talk about her? Because Lord knows that other people are giving her plenty of publicity. But we're going to talk about good old Kim Kardashian (laughs) and her pregnancy. So she, as of recording this episode, says she has six weeks to go. She says she's up 52 pounds. So she's gained 52 pounds in her pregnancy. And she's tweeting about it. And I wanted to kind of get your guys' take on this. Um, Obviously, everyone is literally, they're just following her around. And granted, she had the reality show and she, we know a lot more about her life than most people's lives, right? Mm -hmm. If if you follow all of that. So obviously, people are going to be interested in her pregnancy. But she tweeted this, she talked about this and kind of want to get your your take on what she said. Okay, so she wrote this on her website. She says, I'm going to keep it real. For me, pregnancy is the worst experience of my life. LOL. I don't enjoy one moment of it, and I don't understand people who enjoy it. She went on to say, you know, swelling, blah, blah, blah. She kind of gave some examples of it and the fact that she has to, like, wear diapers for two months after she gives birth and all this stuff. She does follow it up. So disclaimer, she does follow it up at the end by saying, really, it is so worth it when you hold your precious baby in the end, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. So what do you guys think about this? Because when I read it... I don't know. I just feel like I'm all about being real with people. But to make a claim that it's her worst experience of her life, there's a lot of little not I don't want to say little kids. okay, but there's a lot of people that are of childbearing age that are probably interested. God knows why. And what this woman has to say. (laughs) And so um, I don't know. What do you guys think about it? I guess kind of two-sided. I mean, one, she has the opportunity. She's got, like, the microphone. She can say whatever, and people hang on the words, right? Yeah. So, um, unfortunately, I guess if that was her experience, then it is what it is. We've talked offline that you and I both enjoy being pregnant, so I kind of can't understand the other side of it. Right. Swelling, okay, fine. Yeah, I was swollen with my first. Yes, there are things that maybe aren't fun about it. It wasn't the worst experience. Now, if you have... Certain illnesses when you're pregnant, I yeah. can totally get it. But I don't know. I try not to pay too much attention to what she says. It certainly doesn't affect anything, anything I do in my life. So, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, I don't I just. I think it all goes back to um, why are you getting pregnant in the first place? If that's the case. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of us have pregnancies because we want to have children. Right. Sort of like the oldest person in the room has the whatever you just said. <laughs> no, no. Let's not tell my bad jokes. <laughs> but uh, I think in her case, maybe I think we can all agree that there might be a sl- slight amount of narcissism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that's evident in her statement. Yeah. And this is her second pregnancy, too. So, yeah. I mean, 
Well, and that's when she says at the end, at the oh, end, I know so. from experience, holding your baby, it's worth it. But I feel like, I feel like, I don't know if people are going to take that away from it. I, I, that's the takeaway. I, I think right. people, the headline, you know, is basically Kim Kardashian hates her pregnancies, not, you know, pregnancy is totally worth it because I love my babies. That's not the headline. Yeah. So that's, I guess that's my concern. Shayla, what do you think? Oh, gosh, Kim Kardashian. Um, yeah, I mean, it totally wasn't my experience. I loved being pregnant, but maybe if I was in the public eye like Kim Kardashian is and everyone was seeing me gain all the weight and seeing how swollen my feet and face were, maybe it would be miserable <laughs> if, you know, I was kind of in a fishbowl and everybody was watching. But I don't know. You know, she seems to eat up all the attention. So. Pardon the pun. <laughs> That's why she's 52 yeah. pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I think sometimes you just kind of got to watch what you say a little bit. So she's, um, yeah. yeah, she goes, that's the danger of Twitter. Well, I, people, come on. I mean, and I'm of a completely different mindset where I think that pregnancy and childbirth is just m- amazing and miraculous and a rite of passage and something that women should really celebrate and look forward to and own. But you're in the industry. Oh, yeah. But I'm a total like, <laughs> you're birth I'm a hippie, naked hippie, you know, so <laughs> I mean, but it just goes to show the different right takes on it. And, and then once the baby comes, she can hand it off to, to her, a nanny. A nanny. Yeah. And- so, you know, no poopy hands here. <laughs> How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. We are continuing our series on how to choose your care providers. Today, we will discuss how to choose your baby's pediatrician, even before your baby arrives. Joining us here in the studio is Dr. Frederick Johnson, board-certified pediatrician. Welcome to Preggy Pals, Dr. Johnson. Thank you. Good to be back. (laughs) So expectant parents are flooded with pregnancy and childbirth information and resources, but some may not know that it's even advised to select your pediatrician before birth. So why is that? Why should you choose a doctor before you give birth? Well, I think you spend so much time coming up with a birth plan, uh, choosing your doula, your hospital, your obstetrician, and you also have to come up with a life plan for your baby, which means once it's born, now what? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And, you know, hopefully, and no disrespect to obstetricians or anesthesiologists, but they're with you for nine months, ten months. And hopefully your pediatrician is with you for 18 years. So who really spends more time with you? That's true. Right. I didn't even know. So I did my childbirth classes and I just did a two-day childbirth class from the hospital that I was going to deliver at. And I didn't even know until I took that class that I was supposed to have already looked for a pediatrician. I didn't and then know I either. freaked out. Oh, me too. I was like, they're like, well, who's your pediatrician? I'm like, I don't know whoever they assign to my baby. Well, just like Dr. Johnson said, though, I was so consumed with getting the baby out and yeah. everything about growing the baby and getting it. I, I was just like, okay, when it's here, I'll figure out what to do with it. <laughs> I, was, I felt like maxed out. So I remember yeah. feeling very stressed. I never even knew it was a thing. So I think right. it's important to talk about beforehand. I think, I think too in your birth plan, if you just try and keep everything as simple as possible for you, 
as I tell expectant parents, uh, there's only two ways a baby's going to come out. <laughs> yep, that's true. <laughs> it's either vaginally or by C-section. So everything else you do helps emotionally, et cetera, but keep it simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Now, at what point in pregnancy should you start deciding who your pediatrician is going to be? When should you be thinking about that? I think if uh, everything is going fine and it's a term baby, probably somewhere around 32 to 34 weeks. Okay. Uh, I think if you know you're going to have twins or more, then four weeks earlier. earlier. Right. Now, Sunny, did you find your pediatrician in advance then? Because the class told you you should? Nope. No. <laughs> they told Such me disrespect. I should. <laughs> right? She's a rebel. <laughs> they told me I should. And uh, I'm, I'm with a pretty large medical care provider. So I don't know. I, I felt like I had enough stuff going on. I was just like, it's just going to, you know, it's just going to work itself out. It's just going to work itself out. But like you said, I was so... I was concerned about the pain and labor. That's the only thing I could really focus on. I thought, you know, if I'm around all these people in the hospital afterward, won't I have some time to kind of figure that other stuff out? So my priority was definitely on the labor. And how about you, Shayla? I did choose my pediatrician in advance. I think it was maybe around my 30-week OB appointment when I went into the doctor. They asked, you know, have you selected your pediatrician yet? And I knew that was something I needed to do, but I don't know. At 30 weeks, I wasn't really thinking about it either. So as soon as they brought it up, um, I started kind of doing some research. And we did choose our pediatrician in advance and let the the hospital know who it was so that when our son was born, they could um, call the pediatrician and let her know that she had any patients. Is this your first baby that you did this with? It is. And so how did you come up with the criteria for this pediatrician? Well, we live in a rural mountain town, and so there really aren't that many options. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. it down, so it made it a lot easier than if we were, you know, living in a big city and we had a lot of choices. But in the town that we live in, there's really only two practices that are affiliated um, with the hospital where we delivered. So... I just had those two practices to look at. I started by asking my friends where they took their kids and if they were happy with them and got some good feedback that way. And honestly, my friends that were most helpful were people that worked in the medical profession. So, you know, friends that were nurses or pharmacists because they had a little bit of inside knowledge, I guess, about the practices and were able to kind of tell me some some inside secrets, I guess. Um, And so that was helpful. And then, you know, from there, um, we just, we met with the pediatricians in the practice that we were most interested with to make sure that we were comfortable with all of the the doctors there. And then ultimately, you know, chose the the pediatrician who was our, our first choice. So that was how we went about it. But I'm sure, like I said, in the bigger city, it would be a more expensive process when you have a lot more options to choose from. Well, and Dr. Johnson, how do you usually recommend that people go about finding a pediatrician? Well, you know, nowadays you have to be somewhat realistic and realize that uh, insurance drives some of this. So you want to make sure it's a pediatrician who's affiliated with the hospital you're delivering in, hopefully someone on your coverage, and then that sort of shortens your list and you can go to that list and find out the things you want to know about a pediatrician, their office, their office hours, what happens after hours sort of backup is there and do they kind of emotionally fit you sometimes parents who are more how can we put it type a (laughs) may not appreciate a care provider who's kind of 
laid back. Right. They want them to at least appreciate that they write everything down. And Well, and you need, I mean, for me anyway, like with any care provider I choose, I need, yeah, the energy to match. Yeah. Right. You know, like you have to kind of vibe with the person or it's just never going to work. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you mentioned something interesting about choosing a pediatrician that's affiliated with the hospital that you deliver in. Mm-hmm. Why is that important? Well, hopefully, and, and you know, this uh, there's a lot of different hospitals in uh, coverage, but uh, someone who will be there when you deliver, as opposed to somebody who might be covering for them, et cetera. If they're not on your panel, then you're going to have to find somebody who is on your panel at, at that hospital. I don't know if that just made sense, but. <laughs> well, I actually have experience because with my first, I, um, I selected a pediatrician who was in a different hospital network than where I ended up delivering. And I remember asking her, I said, well, so what happens? Because I know you're not going to make, be making rounds mm-hmm. at my delivery. And she said, you're just going to see, I guess, like the hospitalist or the pediatrician that's you know in rotation. And then you just see me for that first appointment. So that's right. what we did. But then I ended up delivering my second at her hospital and sort of forgot about it. And she walked into my room like two hours after. And I was like, it's my pediatrician. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's works. right. You are at this hospital. <laughs> now, one thing I can say, no matter where you deliver, somebody will see the your baby, uh, who that is, depends yeah. on the hospital. Right. Yeah. Okay. And that's been my experience. Actually, I didn't even know until this conversation that you could have that experience where your pediatrician walks in shortly after birthing your baby. Because in, um, you know, with our medical group, like it is just like what Dr. Johnson said, like people are, are doing rounds, you know, so a pediatrician comes in, mm-hmm. but it isn't until, you know, now after I had my first child, then all my other kids just kind of filed under the same pediatrician, right? So, um, but I didn't even know this was possible. This is mind boggling to me, you guys. <laughs> Whoa. Well, I mean, and it's kind of nice, too, because if you if you end up just with some sort of circumstance where maybe you don't make it to your own hospital, or, you know, someone yeah. will see your baby. Right. Oh, yeah, totally. You just don't have the the option. Yeah, right. so exactly. Much. Yeah. And speaking as a pediatrician, it's nice for us, too, because, uh, you know, we take care of baby one, sometimes two, three, four, five, six. And each time you come in the room after the next delivery, it's like, family yeah and so you don't have to go through a lot of hi how are you i'm so and so an introduction it's sort of like well what's the name (laughs) (laughs) oh isn't that your grandma's name (laughs) (laughs) it is so true though i mean it felt it felt really warm and fuzzy i mean at for a brief moment i thought oh she's visiting me how nice oh wait you work here (laughs) because yeah i I feel very close with that's so cool you guys now i'm all sad (laughs) i didn't get this experience you're talking about well and so you know um, have to have another one oh let's go for number five i don't know about that i have five i know you do (laughs) yeah what's wrong with that (laughs) so we had um actually i think it came up maybe shayla mentioned but meeting with pediatricians so you are allowed then to meet with pediatricians to interview them or can you meet in person over the phone? How does that usually work? Well, and that might be one criteria in your selection. If you ask the pediatrician or call their office and say, I'd like to meet with them before I deliver and they say, well, we don't do that, then Right. Yeah. Uh, But otherwise, uh, the way we do it in our group is you call, you make the appointment. It's called a meet the doctor visit. Uh, There's no charge for it. Okay. And you get to not only talk to the parent about, again, office hours and availability, but sort of show them around the office that if you call in for 
advice or something, this is who you're going to be talking to. And just works out so much better. So you kind of know what you're getting yourself into. Uh, what the office even looks like. Is it well kept? Is it, quote, modern? Mm-hmm. Is it spacious? Are people nice? Do they hand out stickers after? This is very this important is for important. my yeah. children. And, and, and exactly. fish, like a fish tank is we also We have a helpful. fish tank as well. Very important. Yeah. <laughs> now, Sunny, I can't, did you interview several? No. no. <laughs> I, I was just, I was just I was just willing to do damage control if I didn't like the pediatrician they assigned. Okay, no. so you just after birth then you selected one and then you just went with it, right? So it, everything was determined with my firstborn, okay. right? Because right. after we had one, I was taking one, of course. Yeah. But it was in the same medical group, but I guess it wasn't actually in the hospital though. So same medical group, right. but one was you know a good thirty miles away. You know where, where I take my son for pediatrician appointments is a good thirty minutes away from the hospital I delivered at. Mm-hmm. So um, even though, again, same medical group, you know, I, I maybe that's why, you know, he didn't come in <laughs> and say, welcome, twins. Right. Did I answer your question? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking about because I... Or I, did I plan? No. <laughs> that's your question. Sunny did not plan. No, I, I think I met with, with two and it was the second one that I felt really comfortable with. And the first one, I think I just mortified my husband with some questions that came out of my mouth that I wasn't anticipating. And Oh. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should share them or not, but yeah. Oh, maybe, go ahead. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> we'll save it for the next section because okay. I think it'll be more applicable. But, um, but yeah, I just ended up feeling it more with um, my second yeah. interview. So then I was happy that I did take the time yeah. to meet with them. Um, but we were, I felt pretty rushed because we didn't do our childbirth classes until I was maybe 35 weeks pregnant. So yeah. we didn't select a pediatrician probably until like two weeks before we right. gave birth. So right. it was a little bit rushed, but it worked out. <laughs> When we come back, we'll discuss what questions to ask when interviewing pediatricians. We'll be right back. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome back. Today we're discussing how to choose your pediatrician. Board certified pediatrician Dr. Frederick Johnson is our expert. So in the first half of the show, we learned about how expectant parents can interview pediatricians, but we wanted to talk a little bit more about what questions we should ask during that uh, meet the doctor visit. Dr. Johnson, you'd mentioned about office procedures, hours. Uh, How might those differ a little bit and what questions should a parent ask about those? Well, you want to try and find an office that aligns with your schedule. You know, there's a lot more people who work at home now, so maybe it's not such a big deal. But if you're working eight to eight and so is your husband or uh, partner. partner, thank you. <laughs> I was looking for the right word. Um, you want to try and find out, do they have extended hours? There's a lot more offices now that may work until eight in the evening or on Saturdays. And does that fit your schedule better? Also, of course, if it's two in the morning and you have a question or you think there's something urgent, who do you call? Who do you talk to? Do you have a chance to talk to a doctor or is it triage through nursing? Okay. And then office procedures. If you have a boy, do you want him circumcised in the hospital or in the office? If I feel you, like so many places just do that differently now too. It's mm. 
some hospitals will do it. Sometimes it's outpatient. <laughs> Sometimes it comes down to your insurance again. Oh, interesting. Okay. Those are the kind of things you want to really kind of know. And again, you were speaking about feeling connected to that person. Does it seem like somebody who's flexible? Not everyone's going to have the same ideas about vaccinations or... Breastfeeding. Mm -hmm. Yes. And what support can they offer you if you have those questions? So I was thinking about this before I came today. I said, well, gosh, it's almost like choosing a puppy. <laughs> okay, explain. <laughs> well, Whoever's the cutest and fuzziest? Well, who, <laughs> who has... doesn't bite my ankles? <laughs> yeah. Who has the right temperament? Is it someone that you can train? <laughs> <laughs> Do you want a, like a, a chop, like a chihuahua, or like St. Bernard? Yeah. And again, it depends on, uh, do you want someone who's going to give you a lot of information? Is it somebody who can accept that you got a lot of information off the internet, right or wrong? Right. right. And uh, how do you address that? And Shayla, what were some important questions for you? You said that you met with some of the pediatricians in the practice. Yeah, I did. Um, before I went, I sort of like Googled around to see if I could find like any good resources so that I wouldn't have to reinvent the questions. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually found a great interview sheet. I think it was through Baby Center that I just downloaded. And that's what I took with me. And it covered, you know, a lot of the basic questions that Dr. Johnson's already mentioned as far as like hours and all of that. I think I also asked if the pediatrician had any subspecialties outside of pediatrics, you know, if they had children themselves, just because I felt more comfortable if they did. And then if there were, you know, any parenting books or other resources that they could recommend to us, that would help us if we had a sick child or just with, you know, baby care in general. So I found that the checklists that were online were pretty comprehensive and thorough. So that was a good guide to start with. Another important question for us, just because we we delivered at um, the community hospital. Like I said, we live in a rural uh, mountain town, and our community hospital is only like 25 beds, and it doesn't have a NICU or anything like that. So I wanted to know, you know, if we weren't expecting any complications, but if complications did arise and our baby wasn't healthy when he was born and needed, you know, additional care, what the protocol was for getting them to a hospital that could provide, like, more advanced care than what our hospital was able to offer. Fortunately, we didn't have to go that route, but it was good to have that um, conversation with the pediatrician in advance just so that we could, you know, plan and knew what the plan would be and wouldn't have to make those calls um, in the middle of a stressful situation. So um, those are some of the questions we asked. Good job. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. One of the questions, okay, so this is where it gets a little funny for me, that I didn't realize that pediatricians saw children up to eight, age 18. Because yep. I don't remember seeing a pediatrician probably past seven. I think I just went to like a family doctor when I was younger. And so this was fascinating to me in our first interview. And I knew we were having a girl. And so I just started asking myself, <laughs> my poor husband, <laughs> poor guy. But I, I just kind of looked at her and I said, do you do pelvic exams? And and she said, well, you know, there's some new school of thought. And, and my husband's now just kind of like, what? Why are we talking about like gynecological stuff? And and I'm just thinking, oh, I'm like, well, I don't know, a teenager, 17 years old, I don't know. Like maybe she needs a pelvic exam. And and then somehow I was just nervous and I started rambling on about like asking if they about birth control. Like my poor husband. And he's in denial because he's having a girl. I just didn't want to hear with it. Aww. And but 
but I think it was great that I asked those questions because this doctor kind of had a little bit of attitude <laughs> with me. Really? And perhaps I just needed to like be venting and being a little wacky to sort of see that this yeah. wasn't the right doctor for yeah. us. Um, but yeah, I, I'm cutting the story a little short, but needless to say, my <laughs> husband was shaking his head the whole elevator ride down. But I just didn't know that, that they went to age 18. Yeah. And they were even saying, oh, I mean, if they want to see us in college too, like we'll take them. So that was just really interesting. I saw my me. pediatrician through um, my college years because I didn't go that often, Yeah, you know? And so I was like 22, <laughs> 23 years old. And we're still walking into the waiting room with the fish. Getting and your sticker the- <laughs> after. You had your there lollipop. We <laughs> well, that's smart. Yeah. You don't get all that stuff at an adult. Yeah. No, but no, no. actually, Stephanie, what she did was sort of a good way of figuring out if she gave you attitude, then she might give you attitude about something yeah. else. Yeah, of course. If you just answered the question and then go, but let's talk about mm-hmm. the newborn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then yeah, might- I think it, it, it sort of – the conversation went – in a strange direction that I didn't anticipate, but I think it did give me some insight yeah. On yeah. that she wasn't the right one. For right. Us, so, okay. So let me ask now, once you're out of the hospital, when is that first pediatric appointment with the selected pediatrician? If you go by the American Academy of Pediatric Guidelines, assuming your baby's normal and at term, it's two to three days. Okay. Uh, that way, if there's any Issues that need to be addressed earlier in terms of weight gain, feeding, uh, pooping and peeing, you answer those sooner rather than later. There are some times when if you suspect there's any problem like excessive jaundice or a heart problem, you might have them come back the next day. Yeah. Sunny, did you experience any? um, I had to come back the next day with the twins. Yeah, to a different location um, because it was weird because I think they were born um, right next to a weekend or something and nothing was open. Mm-hmm. So I had to go to a different place. But they were 35 weekers. They didn't need the NICU, but they were still tiny. And I think they wanted to monitor them yeah. a little more quickly. Which would make them also a little more prone to be jaundiced. And- oh, they were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was At just going to say mine too. So we had to keep yeah. going in for testing too after yeah. a short stay at Children's. So. so we should also mention that once the baby is born – I think almost every hospital, the standard of practice is to see them within 24 hours after birth. I would say even, I think I saw pediatricians sooner than that, too. Sometimes it depends on what time of day you deliver. Oh, that's true. Yeah. The rules. Probably not at 2 a.m., right? (laughs) Probably not. That would be a bad sign. (laughs) Right, right. You don't want to be at 2 a.m. So thank you for joining us today, Dr. Johnson. For more information about Dr. Johnson, as well as information about any of our panelists, visit the episode page on our website. This conversation continues for members of our Preggy Pals Club. After the show, Dr. Johnson is going to talk about pediatrician supervision in the event of a premature birth. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com.
All right, it's time for a funny pregnancy oob story submitted by one of our listeners, actually Alicia, and she has been a parent um, that's been on our show as well. So Alicia writes, I am the oldest in my family with the youngest being my eight-year-old brother. When we told my family that we were having a baby, my youngest brother got a big smile on his face and immediately put his ear up against my belly. And then my right breast... And then my left breast. We've educated him on the logistics of pregnancy and the baby since then, but it definitely made the moment unforgettable. (laughs) Well, he knew that the breast had something to do with it, right, Alicia? Thanks so much for sending this in. If you guys have a funny pregnancy oops story that you would love to share with our audience, we want to hear it. So if you would like to submit for this segment, you can go to our website at newmommymedia.com and you can send us an email or you can send a voicemail straight through our website. And you just click on that little gray banner on the side, and it'll use the microphone from your own computer. You never have to pick up a phone. It's amazing what we can do with technology nowadays, right? And you can send a voicemail straight from your computer. Thanks, Alicia, and we hope to get more of these soon. That wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Preggy Pals. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Newbies, for postpartum moms during the baby's first year, Parent Savers for parents with infants and toddlers, Twin Talks for parents of multiples, and The Boob Group for moms who breastfeed. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, Please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. How would you like to have your own show on the New Mommy Media Network? We're expanding our lineup and looking for great content. If you're a business or organization interested in learning more about our co-branded podcasts, visit our website at newmommymedia.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, mamas, don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.